0: Do you or someone you love obsess over the Habs and they aren't even a fan of the team? Is your social media filled with old jokes and pathetic attempts at trolling? Then you have HOD, Habs Obsessive Disorder. From the makers of Bergie Arms comes 3 to 1. 3 to 1 is specially formulated to cause a temporary choking sensation, which will remind you that your team hasn't won a playoff series since the invention of HD television. Side effects may include a desire to shave your head and grow a goatee, a lack of fashion sense, an uncontrollable urge to say, but Tavares was hurt, pretending every head coach this century doesn't call your team soft, an uncontrollable urge to choke in the playoffs and a realization that your ability to have an inferiority complex while simultaneously being obnoxious while never winning is why you're found undesirable. Ask your doctor if three to one is right for you. welcome to Habs Unfiltered episode 233 I'm your host Blaine Putty I'm joined now by my co-host Matt Smith and Treg Wilson hello welcome to the show folks uh so you know we had a little bit of a week off there with uh the all-star break and long weekends how how'd your week go there Matt
1: it's fantastic I was off I turned 34 um I tried some uh try some really good wine and some peanut butter whiskey and yeah overall pretty damn good time
0: <laughs>
1: sounds like fun yeah so no hookers and blow not this time i figured save, you know save that for 35 they,
0: they, they were in vegas i thought maybe you wanted a vegas holiday
1: <laughs> maybe next time
0: yeah. what about you trey
2: uh both my granddaughters got covid so that was my week there you go they, and blow a,
0: sounds a lot better. Yeah,
2: they're, they're <laughs> asymptomatic, so they have no symptoms, so that's good. But they they test positive. Still, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right. I did, I did drop from twenty one percent body fat to sixteen point four.
1: gradually not that's in the a, week.
2: That's a big not, shit. Not in the week, <laughs> but uh, since September. Wow. 50? How much Metamucil did that take, old man? No Metamucil, none whatsoever.
1: (laughs) Her day, every day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I lose four and a half pounds every day. That's (laughs) body fat percentage. That's not pounds. I actually weigh the same amount of weight I did in September. So, oh, I'm sure Tina loves it. She's, uh, she's not into muscular dudes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so when it was her birthday the other day <laughs> I wow. she got to sleep in
2: Yeah, <laughs> <We are>, she <laughs> tina doesn't get a birthday or valentine's day because they're a week apart she gets birth time day so it's kind of like i combine the two of them into one day that's her own gotcha ah,
0: that's romantic that's that's lovely
2: yeah yeah, that way I don't have to buy two separate gifts or two separate cards or any <laughs> of that bullshit. So, But that's not what you tell her. That's exactly what I told her. I don't hide anything. Like, she's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just play it as, but Tina, I made a whole day just for you. You have your own day that nobody else has. Birth time day it doesn't go over well
0: no well you know she, you figure she'd be useful by now what's it been 20 years yeah yeah thereabouts yeah the worst yeah. is
2: when you forget birth time day plus the birthday and valentine's day. Then,
0: gosh, Ooh. Yeah. and you're still here to talk about it mm. Mm.
1: <laughs> speaking of people that aren't here anymore <laughs> yeah
0: we'll get we'll get to that we'll talk about uh, mr charm here in a moment but i just wanted to uh no uh, make a notation sean farrell his olympic debut was lights out three goals two assists in the americans eight nothing win over china
2: unbelievable are you sure it's china because i don't think chris chelio's son has anything to do with china he's he's now chinese just saying and there wasn't a whole lot of people on that team that looked over, over that looked pretty Chinese to me. Like they all looked pretty. I think there was actually, what was it five
0: natural born Chinese players on that team, and the rest are all expats.
1: Mm-hmm. They got citizenship. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. At the end of the That's day. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm.
2: Very suspect
0: well i mean they just started their hockey program not even what five years ago so i'm not surprised i'm not surprised
2: very suspect nonetheless
0: sean farrell looked he looked looked really good in that game
2: he's looked
1: he's looked good for quite a long time though and this was just kind of a uh, i can't even say it's like a coming out party for him like we already know that this kid was good and we already know that he's been a steal that he was a steal of the draft so or a steal of the draft so court cole caulfield d steal yeah. there's um, someone to be he's someone to be excited about. Like we, we talk a lot about yeah. Jordan Harris, we talk a lot about Struble, some of these other guys are coming up, but when it comes to forwards, he's one he's of the He's dynamic. Top. Yeah. He's dynamic. Yeah.
2: I, I just I'm just glad that the last year's in Chicago Steel wasn't just a product of him being above. Uh, above. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the big yeah. fish in the small pond. And then I was worried once he got to the next level, he you know, because he did so well for chicago last year was just unbelievable but he's continuing it on and and he's doing well now and hopefully yeah he's playing really well in
0: harvard um he's been up and down though i mean he he's not a true freshman he's more of a sophomore at that age but uh and he's putting up the points he's definitely putting up the points in harvard but it's he has a couple of games where he's dominant and then a couple games where he's having a bit of a hard time and it's not exactly the most um, competitive of conferences. Yeah. So, and the, the teams he's having a hard time with sometimes are weaker teams. So it's just it, it's a consistency thing for him.
1: He's still he's over just, a point. Of, still over a point a yeah. game in his, yeah. in his, in his uh, first year. So it is what it is. He's only yeah. going to get better. He's got
0: three more years of eligibility. Yeah. He'll be fine. Yeah. But he's looking great in the Olympics so far. And I, I know the argument's going to be, yeah, but it's China. Well, like Treg mentioned, they're not all Chinese-born. A lot of them are American and Canadian-trained and raised players. So they're a decent team. <clears throat> not, not good, but, you know, eh. They're clearly going to be at the bottom of this division. But overall, he scored about 66% of the points for the American team in that game. So it wasn't a fluke. the so backhand
2: pass was pretty amazing.
0: Oh my God, that little spin around backhand no look pass from behind the net. That was sweet. And it's nice to see offensively gifted players being given space to create offense. Something oh, that here. Dom Ducharme <laughs> did not provide much of. And as everyone expected, he was fired.
1: It was just now, a matter,
0: of
2: time. It was just Matt a matter Bedard, of time. Matt Bedard was uh, saying he, he'll stay to the end. So Matt... Matt uh, well, he's
0: yeah, so he, Matt... He,
2: he took Gorton and Hughes on their word, is what he did. Yeah,
0: and he was upset. He was upset that they didn't keep their word. But oh. let's be brutally honest. The way things were going with this team, he had to go. And he was yeah. going to be gone at the end of the year anyway. And in the press conference, uh, Hughes and Gorton admitted... Look, he was gone at the end of the year. So if he's already going to be gone and things are going the way they are, we may as well just yep. end it.
1: They and- couldn't take, they couldn't take any more negative no. press. And um, I, I, I don't I think believe- it was the press. I think it's, they couldn't take any more touchdowns scored against them. Well, there's that, but a lot of the, like, you look at a lot of these player interviews and like each and every one of these interviews, the players just look defeated and, you've got a team that's eight thirty and seven right now, worst record in the, fran- you know the history of the franchise et cetera and you, when you see guys like uh like Josh Anderson speak out the way that he did, it was just a matter of time like he uh
0: Plato calling it embarrassing,
1: yeah, yeah, and there was you know i don't think very many people if anybody saw St Louis coming in as coach, which obviously we'll get to in a second but uh it was just whatever Ducharme systems were and whatever he was preaching to this team, it it did not work for this group of players. And he just was never able to kind of just grab the bull by the horns and, and, and and go on a winning streak or, or, or have anything that uh, was anything really of worth other than the playoffs. But when, when he was in the playoffs, he was, he was, yes, he was the head coach, but he was still preaching an old system. And he had a very much a different team. Yes. We can say that injuries played a part. We can say COVID played a part and yes, it's a, it's a part of it, but game in and game out, when you can't win back-to-back games throughout the the season and your players are speaking the way that they are, the writing was on the wall. There had to be a change.
0: We we can't put the blame all on him though. Yes. He, um, he definitely did not adjust his system. He refused. He was stubborn. He wouldn't change uh, his, his lineup changes were, it, you know, just run of the mill, fully expected lean on the veterans kind of stuff, but he never had the room. In my opinion, no. he never had the room because he was just an extension of Julian who had lost the room. Then you add in, and that's a bad, that's a bad situation to step into. And then after the playoffs, everything went wrong. So COVID, all the injuries, losing his captain, all of that worked against him. And then his, his stubbornness mounted on top of that. And you've got a team that's given up five or more goals over 20 times in 45 games. This is by far the worst team. The Canadians have iced in their history. And it's one of the worst teams in NHL history. Like we're talking expansion team levels, that's their record right now. Yep. Something had to give, and, and you can't and, and let these. You can't let the kids play in a system like this or in a an, an atmosphere like this.
1: Yeah, and you look at uh, you look at even the team that they lost to and the Devils. They're one of the worst teams in the league themselves, and, and they freaking smoked it, them. And the, and yeah, it looked like it was they were playing a a fucking peewee team. Like it was awful.
2: Do you know who's good
1: for coaching a peewee team? <laughs> He even mentioned that. <laughs> Marty St. Louis.
2: Now, uh, going back to Ducharme, the players didn't throw Ducharme under the bus. They never said no. it was entirely his fault. They didn't... Uh, only Petrie uh, was the one all season long
0: to say anything about that.
2: But he kind of, It all depends on the way you interpreted what he said. But he's he the only re- one
0: that even hinted in he that He didn't direction. come
2: right out and say... No. But, I mean, you saw the issues uh, Drew and had with Ducharme. And again, I don't think they were arguments. I think he just didn't understand what Ducharme wanted him to do. Um, Or he didn't agree with what Ducharme wanted him to do.
0: Or Ducharme didn't sell it well enough or explain it well enough. I
2: I think what it is, and we're going to get into this later. I think what it is with Ducharme was he was set in his system. This is my system. You will all play to my system. And he just didn't have the players to play that system. And it held players back. And there's a nice quote that I know we're going to get to later on probably why those players were held back uh, in the system. So sorry to Sherman, Matt, I agree with you. They went back on the word, but I think they kind of had to, they, they, They I mean, you can't, you can't predict two months ago that you'd win only two games.
1: (laughs) So now you're looking at a team right now, Bergevin, under contract, to the end of the to the end of the season. Julian end of the season and Ducharme let go year 1 of a three-year contract.
2: But that's Ber- that's Bergevin's fault. I mean the writing was on the wall with Ducharme last year and in the playoffs. Let let let's be honest. If it wasn't for that playoff run, would Ducharme, I don't think Ducharme would even no. be here this year.
1: No, he wouldn't. Have. No,
0: and so. the situation that that the team is in now <clears throat> with Ducharm being fired and honestly even though it's not all his fault, it had to be done there. You can't go 35, 38 more games with this, this garbage on the ice. Let's be honest. The the team was not, was not responding. And you want, you want the games to be entertaining at the very least because they still have to sell tickets. Fans seem to be resigned to the fact that the Canadians are going for the first overall pick and that's fine. But no one wants to sit there and watch their team get completely smoked seven to one, six to two, seven to two. I mean, their last win was against Dallas. It's been over a month.
1: Yeah. That was a long time ago.
0: It's just, it's not acceptable. And when you're putting up touchdowns against something had to give. So it's the coach. I mean, there's players that, are going to be traded i mean um gorton uh, gorton uh hughes even flat out said this is just the first change of many changes that are on their way this season so the trade deadline is going to be very busy there's gonna be a lot of players l- leaving town some of them rightfully so and i and i'm going to get into why i think so when we get to the next uh the next segment with the uh, the new coach but just to finish off with ducharme um I think he's going to get another chance somewhere else.
1: I think he will as an, ass- as an assistant
0: or even a head coach. He's still going to get another NHL job because you look at what happened last year's run into the playoffs, I mean the really compressed schedule, then he makes it to the final and then everything came completely unglued and he had this horrible year. Even though he has like a 260 something win percentage, someone's going to give him a chance just on the fact he made the final.
2: Yeah, and and his history with uh, the Memorial Cup in the Halifax Mooseheads, and yeah, I mean, team. Canada. Let's be honest: the team he had last year was more fitted to his system than the team he had this year. You had Perry, you had Stall, you had all these players who are used to playing assist that type of system, defense yep. first type, whatever system. And uh, this year, he didn't have those players. He had players that were more. You know, freewheeling and wanting to read plays and stuff that maybe the new coach will be able to change. <laughs> so maybe,
0: maybe. Uh, all right. So Ducharme's the gone. There was some talk that maybe Richardson would step in as the interim, but we've seen that play out before when they brought in Cunnyworth, a unilingual Anglophone, as a as a head coach in Montreal, Molson. Took a lot of heat for it, so I'm not surprised that they went with a Frank uh, trying to find a, a bilingual coach and getting someone with an interim tag, like they do with Saint Louis. I think that was the key because they want to take their time and actually, at the end of the season, have a full committee find the guy they want, interview a bunch of people. I still, I'm not sure that Saint Louis is going to be coming back as a head coach, but. Having St. Louis come in, he wanted to be a head coach in the NHL eventually, and this gave him the opportunity. So why not? You know, he, can, he can't he can do any worse. What's he going to do? Lose by two touchdowns? Yeah. Like.
1: <laughs> well, the thing that uh, obviously we're going to get into his presser now Um what kind of stood out for me is when they were talking about uh, term and contract and interim tag and everything. The fact that he said uh, the terms of the contract didn't bother me. It was about the opportunity yeah. that that's all he was looking for. He doesn't need any promises. He just needs the chance and I'll show you what I can do. And uh, without giving away too much of the press conference all, all at once, I really just liked how confident he was and how well that he spoke throughout And uh, he threw a little bit of humor in there. And when, especially when he was asked about not having coaching experience and um, I think he handled himself very well and uh, win or lose, the Canadians are going to continue to uh, have St. Louis behind the bench for the rest of the season. And um, maybe this boost of confidence that you're seeing within the coach who we're going to see obviously tonight against the Capitals Maybe that's what the team needs. Maybe they maybe. just need that. Maybe they just need that voice and that, and the and the fresh face behind the bench to, you know, light a spark under their ass. And maybe we'll see what these what these players are, can really uh, can really do.
0: I think Treg said it best on Twitter yesterday. Everybody wanted them to think outside the box, to go find someone outside the box. They, they were clamoring, "Come on, we want yeah. some fresh blood." And then what do they say after they? do exactly that Treg.
2: they said why are we always hiring guys without experience or the, the proverbial we should hire the best coach not just a french one
1: yeah
2: well how do you know the best coaches in a french coach
1: yeah but and, there were t- there were people talking about bringing it babcock and bringing in this and that and everything like that and no yeah it's just
0: most and to be honest most coaches wouldn't want to step into an interim tag like this for yeah. half a season in this train wreck So you take, you got to take what you can get. And and in this case here, it's somebody that has no NHL coaching experience, which means he hasn't been fired by a bunch of teams. He's open to new ideas because he had, he lacks that experience. Like he clearly has a bit of an idea of what he wants to see because he is a hall of fame hockey player. He has experience, but honestly, I feel like this hire wasn't to hire a coach. It was to hire a team captain.
2: Well, I, I judging from Saint Louis pressure presser, he said doesn't deal in 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 he doesn't like systems. He didn't like playing in a system. And a key thing I took out of what he said, he goes, Great players become average players when played in a system because they're put in a box and they can't go outside that box. And I thought that was either really good way to say, I'm not going to be like Ducharme uh, because they have a lot of players on this team like Caulfield, Suzuki, Druid, who really can't play in a system. You need to let them free to wheel and deal and do their thing. And especially Caulfield. And uh, if he, that's what his plan is. And I think this will be good for the, the development of the young players like Caulfield, Paling, guys like that. It'll be interesting to see what the lines are going to be going forward. Um, Hughes had another good thing that he said. He said, uh, you have to remember that, uh, you know, St. Louis isn't just about X's and O's and we don't want to be just about X's and O's. Um, St. Louis said another thing where he said uh, about, you don't coach a team. You also have to coach individuals. Yeah. And that, so the individual thing and the, uh uh, not coaching to a to a uh, to a uh, a system, but uh, what did he call it? He, he wants to coach to a. Uh, I forget what he called it, but uh, um, anyway, I, those two things there to me give me hope that you're going to see a more competitive team. Uh, 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 and and, and a better team maybe they may not win they may not go on this I think uh, Grant McCaig said they have to win 63 percent of the games to follow the bottom five uh I think you know I think if they're uh, this is my prediction
0: I feel like he's going to win nine games in the rest of the season that's my expectation nine wins
2: I think it'll be more but
0: I think the games will be a lot closer
1: and
2: that's,
0: that's going to fine. be the
1: most important thing is to and to to boost these guys. Just if if they keep Caulfield up, if they keep paling up, to see a little bit more drive from them and, and involving them in the play and just boosting their confidence going into next year, and not seeing the the team rely on guys like a, like like Dauphin. Like he's he's Dauphin. Don't get me wrong; he's worked hard in some of the games that he's played, and. A lot of people have spoke out about that. However, is he gonna be a Montreal Canadian moving forward? Is he gonna be a guy that you're gonna build into your top nine? More than likely not. So instead of giving him the extra playing time, give it to Paling. Give it to these these other young fellas and 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 see what you can do with them. That's what's
2: but Dauphin fit the Sharon's system. That's why Dauphin got that's it.
1: right. That's right. And what, now so Sharon's gone. So, that's right. So I'm looking to see these young guys go in, even, even a guy like Pezzetta, like bring in that energy, bring in the youth, bring in the, uh, bring in a guy that's just, you know, what you're going to get from him. I
2: don't well, think you're going to see too many changes in tonight's game. Not tonight's no, game. No. No. No, he hasn't had time,
0: time to even, no. he's talked to the team maybe twice, Yeah. Um. but he, he's a coach with an interim tag, which means the management has a little bit more say. So my expectation is that they've, already chatted and they told him they want the young guys to play more. And I don't think that he would be the kind of coach anyway, to watch the game and then sit the young guys when they're playing well, like uh, the last game against New Jersey, the top line was paling's line with, uh, with Caulfield and Armia. Their possession numbers were great. They were looking really good. The eye test matched the, the analytics. And then after maybe 10 shifts, he broke the lineup and he moved them around. You don't. So a coach like St. Louis, someone like St. Louis probably not going to do that. He's going to see a, t, a line rolling. He's going to give them more
2: ice time. But he's also he going to give guys like Caulfield more freedom, more opportunity to to play his game. Yeah. Whereas instead of saying, no, you're going to go skate here. You're going to do this because he's going to do this and he's going to do this because this is the way we're doing it you know, he's going to be like, hey, you got the talent, you got the whatever, go use it.
0: The biggest thing I want to see out of his so-called system is simplifying the defensive structure. You know, that stupid play where you see uh, the defenseman follow their man to the opposite side of the ice and have to swap with their partner. Why? Why not just stay in your side of the ice? The guy cuts across, the other defenseman picks him up and you stay with the man that's following in behind the forwards are doing the crisscross at the entrance of the zone to force the defenders to follow them. And if your system is set up to fall for that bullshit, every time you're going to get wide open looks like the he's goal in New Jersey, where Petrie went off picking flowers with the puck carrier and he was, I think he had time to write a, a thank you note to his, uh, his aunt for sending him the, uh, the cookies, um, I think he wrote half a poem. I think he you swiped
2: know, right three times on Tinder too when he was sitting there. Pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. But uh, was concepts was the word I was looking for earlier. He ah. was going to coach to concepts. And and he also said he wants to coach more away from the puck than the person with the puck. Because and, and I believe what he's trying to say is, if you have the puck, you should already know what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing with the puck. So why would I coach you with the puck? I wanted these guys to be more informed and then with these guys be better when they're not, when they don't have the puck, which I think is another issue with Ducharme when the pe- players, a lot of players, when they didn't have the puck, they had no idea where to go or what to do. There was a lot of looking around watching people with the puck and watching other players going, all right, well, what's he going to do? Or as soon as a player was out of a position, no which one, was a lot. no one took stepped up. No one stepped up and said, Oh shit, he's out of position. I better take that spot. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see how Petrie's going to do with Martin with Saint Louis as opposed to Ducharme. I mean, either way, I think Petrie's going to be, yeah, he's door, he's going to be gone uh, for sure.
0: But um, Saint Louis did mention something about wanting the players to play more of a an instinctual game. He wanted them to play to their instincts. He says you don't get to the NHL just because you can play a system. They're smart players and they they've played for a long time. They have instincts. He wants them to read the plays and follow their instincts. So I'm interested to see how it turns out, especially on the defensive side. Like it's creativity wise. I think the offense is going to be a lot more creative. We're probably going to see a lot more opportunities, but there's probably going to be a lot of opportunities going the other way for the first little while until the guys can kind of settle down.
2: It's going to be wide open hockey.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And it'll be fun. Yeah. The important, which uh, is it's got to stay close, though.
2: And he and he said he wants the players to have fun, like if they were yeah, playing. Yeah, I have
0: that. Uh, so <laughs> that was uh, that was the part of the um, the uh, interview that I thought went really really well, and it showed that he had full control of the interview and the confidence to deal with it. He, t- he said, uh, "If anything, the team needs right now, it's to have fun." When these guys were in Peewee, they had fun. So I'm probably the most qualified guy right now, yeah. seeing as how he was just coaching a Peewee team.
2: Right. But, uh... <laughs> so,
0: and that was with Eric Engels. Eric asked him about uh, a couple of things and th- he was just playing with them, right? It wasn't, it wasn't mean-spirited. It was a good-natured, fun. So you could tell he has the experience with the press and it showed.
1: Yeah. He also came in and said that he he wasn't coming in as a substitute teacher. I thought that was kind of funny <laughs> as well. Yeah. And he yeah. said, uh, you know, I'm coming to show work. We'll see what happens this summer. My intention is to stay here for a long time, but I'll need to show it and prove it. And uh, if he can win over this, uh, if he can win over this bench of players, even though that uh, changes are going to be coming and obviously this summer, the draft's going to be very important and the moves that they're going to make. And then you're looking at the health of Kerry Price, the health of Edmondson, etc etc these guys coming back into the lineup and uh once again going into that winning culture if he instills some winning culture and some uh some energy back into this lineup maybe he will be around next season i'm looking forward I'm, i'm i'm gonna give him a chance i'm gonna give him a chance i don't i don't see it happening that you know, the interim tag is going to drop off at the end of the year. He's going to get signed to a contract, etc. I do believe that there is going to be a process, but I believe he'll be a candidate.
2: Just to throw it out there, the last Montreal Canadian who got hired with no coaching experience was Mario Trombley.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't given an interim tag. He was just hired right out, just outright.
2: In the two seasons he coached Montreal, he was a 71, 63, and 25 record he went 40 27 and 10 and then he went 31 36 and 15 so he did okay you know, he did but are okay. you
0: saying that now Kerry price is going to demand a trade and go to colorado
2: only if he's left in for nine goals <laughs> which is possible this
1: season <laughs>
0: yeah that's yeah, very possible with this team right now uh you know honestly at the very least i think um uh, with saint louis coming in I think the guys are going to play a little bit harder. They'll play a little bit better because he, he commands that respect. And I do think that he's more of a, a captain as opposed to a coach. He, you know, he's going to have that leadership. And I think the guys will respond well enough, not great, but well enough uh, to the point where some of them are going to start playing a little bit better and maybe increase the trade value. So at the very least, if that happens, it was a worthwhile hire and a worthwhile
2: attempt. I expect four to five players to be gone by the trade deadline.
1: Oh, at cool. least. So a quick, uh, a quick uh, tweet from John Liu. He just threw out the lines for tonight's mm-hmm. game. And We talked a little bit about Dauphin. Uh, Dauphin is not in the lineup tonight. <gasps> Shocking. Uh, so we're looking at Leck and Suzuki Toffoli, Hoffman Byron Gallagher. So Byron at center. Uh, Pitlick Evans Anderson or Mia Palin Caulfield defense pairings, Romanov, Sherratt, Kulak, Petrie were victimized in the last game. It looked absolutely awful. Uh, Clegg Weidman with the starter being Caden Primo.
0: So no real big changes there other than bringing in Pitlick back in, which I wish, why was he sitting in the first place? It didn't make too much
1: sense since he's come over. He's he's played with energy he's made a couple mistakes but the whole fucking team has so why would you take him out of the lineup
0: i mean overall he's been the most enthusiastic and yeah. productive player true right. uh
2: kulak and petrie historically though are a good pairing yeah but not uh, C- not that last game uh, no kulak. i know not yeah. the last but i'm just saying kulak and petrie are historically a, a really good pairing yeah.
1: Actually. yeah And kulak's playing his 300th career game tonight as well
2: hopefully it turns out real well i'd love to see them pull out a win
0: you know St. Louis' first game you the pin, guys you, need it the guys yeah. need it
1: but even if they put on a hell of a performance especially against a team like washington yeah. it would be a big confidence booster i believe and uh the the big thing is um for me it's primo yeah if uh he's he's got to he's got to have a bounce back game he he really does and uh even during the press conference they talked about you know not a lot of changes have, have happened yes there's been some waiver pickups there's been a coaching change but that's really been it um we've talked about goaltending they talked about goaltending and they said that they don't want to just bring in a player and spend money and uh when they don't want to be forced to do so makes and,
2: sense though because they're not making the playoffs anyone anyway. no no so my well, you don't want is, to ruin though, the goalie either well, that's exactly it, primo. yeah. But if Primo gets minutes in the NHL, let him have his minutes in the NHL. Yeah. There,
1: also there's the I get
2: it. You don't he don't also want wants him. to
1: have a competitive team in front of him. Correct, yeah. correct. Right.
2: I mean, I prefer Primo. I would rather them bring up McNevin and put Primo in Laval. Yeah. And yep. uh, <clears throat> like, where put, is McNeven now? The taxi squad's gone taxi, after the All-Star. He's bird. back, Max, at Laval. So he's back at Laval, in Laval. Yeah. So yeah. I'd rather McNevin there and him and Montembeau duke it out. Uh, because neither him or Montebo have a future with Montreal, so no, um, let them do it out until Price comes back, if he comes back, or Allen comes back, and uh, then go from there. And then when Allen comes back, get rid of one of them. Yeah, like just put well, him on waivers.
0: They they didn't want to get rid of Ducharme until the end of the season, and then they they waited. They saw that they had to make a move, and they made the move. They didn't want they didn't want to go out and get a goaltender just to get a goaltender so they can send Primo down. So maybe if it continues the way it's been going, they'll make a move. Yeah. Because they're not married to any one idea. I I I realize and Matt, I'm (laughs) Bedard, I'm you know, a Scotian Canadian. We love you. We're just using this as an example because you posted it recently. They, may, they said something that doesn't mean they're going to stick to that. And personally, i like to see that. They're being honest a little bit openly, a little too much for this market. Because if they say something and they go back against it, oh, they get shit on. Not that Matt shit on them, but it's that kind of thing. To me, I'm glad to see them adjusting their plans based on the, the real world data that's in front of them. I, I think,
2: like I said, when Gordon first came on, he had no plans of firing De Sherm. So he said that I have no plans of getting rid of him. We're it's a losing season, okay? Already, there's no point in switching coaches. Ken Hughes came on, and he never really said he wasn't going to fire De Sherm. He just said, no, right now our coach is our coach, right? Like we're not, you know. He, he. so, in retrospect, you can't sit there and say, well, we're probably going to lose every game now on five nothing. But we said we weren't going to fire that coach, so we can't yeah. fire.
1: Him. But that's Gorton saying something, and then you got Hughes that came in and was able to do his evaluation of of <clears throat> of what his coaching staff is looking like. And if you want, if you want everyone to know who's in charge, well, if it's Hughes' decision, if it was Hughes' decision to to pull the plug on him, then that's showing that he has he has the reins. I well, don't. I don't think he would
0: have. I don't think he would have fired him if they were losing games 4-3 three, and 3-2. Three, no, neither.
2: no, no, no. And I, I don't think Hughes is a mouthpiece for Gorton. I think Hughes is the GM of the Montreal yes. Canadiens. Yes. And I think Hughes makes decisions.
0: He does. And Gorton definitely has input. There's no doubt. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
2: But I don't think he said to Hughes, goes, I'm going to do this. And Gordon Gorton goes, no, 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 no. I think they discuss. I think he goes to Gorton and says, this is what I want to do. And this is why.
1: No. And go or like it's going to be very it's going to be very interesting to see what happens uh at the trade in like some of these players that we might see move we might we might not see move um yeah. they it's they, right now this is about maximal value and then giving that ice time for those vacant positions to the future of the team
0: now, I agree with, with Tregg. I think there's going to be a lot of bodies moving out by the trade deadline. And according to Elliott Friedman, uh, the rumor is that St. Louis is not just there to prove that he can be an NHL coach. He's also there to, to report to Hughes and give him his view of the room. Who's worth keeping? Who's, who's a leader? Who's not? Who's dragging the team down? And Hughes is going to go on that because he has mentioned – and he mentioned it in the press conference today that you're, you you do not just build a team with skill. You need a team, a team yep. concept, a, a culture. So yep. that's going to help them with that.
1: Yeah, This team needs to find an identity.
0: And hopefully St. Louis can help them find that identity. And that's the identity of a, a fast paced offensive team, which is exactly what Hughes wants to build. Now, they don't have all the parts for that yet, but they can try and play in that methodology. Yep. They'll fail at it. They won't win a lot of games. Like I said, I figure maybe nine games, but I feel like the games will be a lot closer.
1: One can hold. <laughs> God, One can hold.
0: If they're just fun, if the games at least are fun to watch because the last month has been painful. Yep. I've actually had people send me DMs saying, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you guys sit there and watch all the games. And the response is, well, we kind of have to. We make a little bit, we make beer money off of talking about them.
1: <laughs> do you know what? It's really for the love of the game and for the love of the team. It's uh, it's it's not good for the nerves, is this for sure? No. <laughs> but it is It is what it is. And uh, we're hoping that, uh, obviously, next season is going to be something to actually cheer about. And, well, and, 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 and make down times make the, you best, want, the good times and, better. Oh, and then you want, to, you want to make it so you want to spend the money to go see them play. You want to see them succeed. You want to see them this. You want to see them that. You want to buy the jerseys and the merch and everything. I haven't spent a cent.
2: I'll be honest. I watched a lot of the games and fast forward.
1: <laughs> That's the only way they might get out of their zone.
2: <laughs> and even then, they still look slow. Yeah. i yeah. <laughs> Come on like you know, times thirty six and Schrott. Well, actually, Schrott's not a bad skater, but uh, some guys still look like they're trying to get out of the zone.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah, how, on how many, on how the many players, times? Did, how many? How many times did Petri lose the puck? Uh, oh, that's in time real. That's in, that's in real time. Shit, sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> every time he had it, he was what a minus four, minus five that last game. Oh, I, and
2: was, they I weren't. So.
0: He didn't get those minuses because he just happened to be on the ice when the other team scored. Yeah. He was directly responsible for those goals.
2: He might as well have just put the puck in the slot and left it there.
0: I think he did that a couple times.
2: Sure.
0: But, uh, He's I, like, oh, I, look, there's what? Mercer.
2: Pass. I, I I think it's good that Primos get the start right after that bad or yeah. that, that bad start. So I mean, it shows that hey, we we believe in you. Let's go out there have a good comeback game. I'm not expecting any miracles tonight. I'm not expecting. Uh, I just hope it's a close game. I just hope it's not a blowout. And if they win, bonus. If they don't notice that
0: that's a move of a guy who who played before he understands the mentality of a player because they don't get to this level you know without being you know acutely competitive and knowing how things went he's he's like look new coach fresh systems clean slate go out there play your heart out yeah see what happens now, on the rest of the players, though, there's been a lot of talk of trades and trade rumors. Uh, half the Canadians are on uh, the fourth period's trade board. <laughs> and uh, Friedman in uh, the 30, uh, 32 Thoughts podcast just recently was talking about the Flames and Toffoli. Like, heavy talk. He spent about five minutes on that, just that. Do you guys think that's uh, that's got legs?
1: No. It's a good fit for the team. Uh, for It's a good fit for uh, Calgary. Oh, yeah. I think he fits their system really well, but uh, would not give him up. His uh, I like his chemistry that he's got with uh, with Suzuki, and we've seen since he's been back, Suzuki's, Suzuki's been a better player. Now they just need the their correct coaching and a little bit of, of a kick in the ass, and I think they'll be just fine.
2: Unless they get Johnny Goudreau coming back, I don't see it happening.
0: What if they, sh- they said, we'll give you a first, Peltier, and then you here's, you know, just to, you know, Derek Roy, so you can take a little bit of cap in return.
2: I don't think anyone's off the table. Don't no. get me wrong. If the right trade's out there, but I, I kind of agree with Matt. I think Tavoli's, he says he wants to be there. He says he wants to play through this. And when you get a player like that, that, that to me, that shows a little bit of the leadership that they're lacking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you have the what, a
2: player here that, that wants that says, I want to be here, Drew, I want to get this team through this. Yeah. So I, I think just that alone should give him a little bit of a leeway to say, all right. And he's not that old. His contract's only what two years after this, two more years after this.
1: Yeah. Uh point two five is a yeah. fucking steal.
2: And he's still the bet one of the better offensive players on the team. So yeah.
1: now that's why worth... that's on.
2: why I
0: think a lot of teams are trying to get to him. I absolutely. think absolutely i think hughes is he's going to be smart on this he's not going to give him away if someone shows up and says here's my top prospect here's a first here's something else you know three four pieces that are really good quality then sure i can see him going and i think calgary might be desperate enough to do it do i think it'll happen no
1: the one player the one player that uh, people have been talking about especially going to edmonton is josh anderson and uh
0: He's not going anywhere.
1: Montreal has fucking looked for a player like Josh Anderson for so many years. He got to keep him, And he's already said that he wants to be there. And that's why he signed the the extension, et cetera.
0: After the comments he made after that New Jersey game, that's what you want out of a guy on the team. You want someone that hates losing.
1: Yeah. That's like, that's like, that's very good leadership. That's yeah. like put a put a letter on his jersey type leadership, right?
0: He's he's not going to have a letter on his jersey. He's no. not going to be that kind of leader, but someone who just despises losing. And also, let's remember, he's he's his type of player, the type of player he is is a rare commodity in the NHL. Yeah. So, he's not going at this deadline. Maybe a year or two, maybe if the rebuild is still going on, but not not now. Yeah, but
2: his, his analytics are shit he shouldn't even be on the team trust me i know all about analytics yeah so uh if we had vector Mete and caught we'd be in the playoff spot right now Guaranteed. Uh, uh, analytics baby sure. although i do like what saint louis said about that he goes i don't mind analytics but i go by the eye test and if you're not doing it on the ice i don't care what your stats say He did say though, that he likes
0: analytics and he wants them to build it up, but he wants an analytics that, that feed him the
2: eye test.
0: Yeah. That feed him information that would improve his eye test.
2: Yeah. So, which is what it's supposed to do. Correct. You can't have, like I've always said, and wave Intel will agree with me. You got to put all three together, your basic stats, your advanced stats and your eye test. And that's how you make a good, that's how you figure out a good player.
0: And I want to make it clear, you know, Jason, Paul, when you finally do get hired by the Canadians to work in the advanced stats department, remember your friends? Yeah.
2: I'll the be same. your eye test guy. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> I think it probably,
1: probably should be me because every time we have him on the show, I'm like, you know, I don't like advanced stats. <laughs> 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 that's what I start out with every time we talk to him.
2: Yeah. But I asked the tough questions.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's two plus two?
2: Like, if Victor Mete's advanced stats are so good, why is he so shitty? Yeah.
1: Why should I give a fuck about Corsi? Yeah. <laughs> why are you so pissy? That was another. That was another if one. his expected
2: goals were 30, why did he only score three?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but
0: no, I, I, the season's pretty much done. So I, here, I, I've made my prediction. I expect them to win nine games that's it no more but i expect closer games now i'm going to ask you guys for a little prediction for the remainder of this season matt what do you think is going to happen in the remaining 38 games
1: i'm going to say they're going to win more than nine games i (laughs) believe we're going to see a little bit more uh closer hockey hopefully we're going to get uh, Allen or price back in the lineup I think there's going to be some big changes at the, uh, at the deadline players that you expect to move are going to be moved and um, they're going to try to boost the youth and try to, and try to get some of these guys uh, in the lineup and try to get them signed. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Jordan Harris in the lineup as soon as possible. If he signs, if he signs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's,
0: it's kind of funny, you know, Jordan Harris playing in Northeastern. Uh, the head coach and the GM both have sons
1: yep. that play Northeastern. And I'll even throw a wild card out there: um, we might even see uh, them offer Farrell a contract.
0: I doubt that, but okay, could happen. Could happen.
1: Even if he even if he went to Laval, they might offer it to him.
2: Treg, what about you? I think they're going to win 15 games. Whoa! 15. Whoa! 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 <laughs>
1: 15 of 37. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think I they're going to play
2: close to 500. They're going to win two games in a row at some point. <laughs>
1: now
0: we're getting ahead of ourselves here. This is just insane.
1: Regulation um, or overtime. doesn't matter. Okay.
2: <laughs> two wins is two wins. <laughs> doesn't matter. And I don't think they finished last in the, uh, I don't think they finished last overall. I think they finished second or third last. That's possible. Yeah. That's my I predictions. That. I think they're going to move to a 3000 seat stadium. Cause that's going to be the uh, trend going forward for the NHL. Um, <clears throat> how is that still an NHL team? How? Gary Bettman. That's how Gary yeah.
0: Bettman.
1: And it's a multi-year contract.
0: Yeah. And they paid up front. Mm-hmm. They also have to put $20 million in upgrades to make it NHL suitable. The so they're going to add
2: 15,000 more seats?
0: No, no, no. For the dressing rooms and training areas for the other uh, team.
2: Yeah, because it's a friggin' university friggin' rink. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be like going to Shannon Park.
0: <laughs> well, kind of because they tore down Shannon Park.
2: That's my point. <laughs>
0: All I'll the asbestos. my
2: backyard. They can play here for a couple thousand dollars a night.
0: <laughs> Done. You get just as many people coming out to watch.
2: A couple of guys leaning over the fence with beers
0: <laughs> same thing as arizona um all right uh i've made my prediction for my final thought i just want to tell everyone that our next episode we're going to be visited by a special guest lyle richardson specters hockey is going to join us we're going to talk about trade deadlines rumors uh his broken arm the, everything it's all on the table he couldn't, he couldn't carry the load, so we're going to help him because he's only got one arm. That's right, Lyle. We're chirping you already. He's an old sailor. He could take it.
2: Love you, buddy. I don't know how you break your arm typing. That's, I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: He probably said something like, honey, I think I'm right. And then she proved he wasn't.
2: She probably said, I like Treg's birth time day uh, idea. And she just broke his arm. That,
0: you know, plausible, it's plausible. Or he was out shoveling all that freaking snow that hit us the other week. And that'd be enough. All right. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, I appreciate all the interactions that we've had with you guys. You guys make it fun. Keep those coming. Uh, suggestions, topic comments. If uh, if you send us an email at habsunfilteredoutlook com, and maybe it's a really bad dad joke, maybe it's a, an idea you want us to pass on on the show, we take everything. And if it's if we uh, if, you know if it amuses us, it'll be on the show. So you know, get creative. And Vinny, stop sending those pictures. I'm serious. This is getting weird. We don't need to know what Oscar the Grouch and Miss Piggy are doing. All right, enough. So again, thank you for listening. And remember, if you are talking about it, so are we. and at naturalmanpodcast.com.